0: work-life balance doesn't exist and shouldn't exist and here's how to understand it and benefit by knowing that in real estate. This is Dennis Plintz and this is the Hustle Podcast for Real Estate Agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a thousand homes sold, this is the place I'm going to share my experiences. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level. Let's go. Work-life balance is a very popular topic that for many years in my life I chased after. As I'm recording this at 6.40 a.m. in my studio, it's snowing outside and it would appear by all means the day after Halloween, up very late, I can say in my sleep area there's not a lot of balance. In my professional area, in my family area, in my uh, personal life, I want to say that I don't have balance and I love it because I've learned to embrace it from my mentors, my teachers, and just the reality of the real estate business. So we're gonna dive into how to understand that. Hopefully, you're in the midst of growing your business, you're loving your business, you're excited about your business, but you're probably, maybe, hopefully, likely asking the question like, am I balanced? Well, by all optical reasons, I'm not a balanced guy and I never really have been because I'm clear on a few things I'm really excited about going after and I will make other compromises to see happen in this life. So we'll talk about the reality of work-life balance in this episode. I want to support you through that, understanding how to make the imbalance of real estate work for you to be successful. Priorities versus goals. You know, goals are long-term, big picture. Priorities are urgent. Sales, reality, today, tomorrow, the next day. Share with you a quick story about a mentor relationship I'm involved in that highlighted the importance of this reality for me. We're going to talk about big dreamers, big success stories versus today and tomorrow. You and me, where I know I'm at, and where you're likely at, which is hopefully in the middle of or at the beginning of pursuing big dreams and big success stories and the lessons they teach versus the reality of where we're at. Then we're going to dive into. The thing, the thing, that after 15 years in this beautiful, glorious business, I can tell you, is the thing that will make or break you in its responsiveness. And not just how quick, but how deep. And that responsiveness comes by recognizing that it's what people expect, and if we deliver, we will succeed. I'm going to touch on spouses, and your partner, significant other, and how they ultimately need to be. I think not just off of my limited one focused thankfully marriage relationship, but the giants of real estate that I've interviewed and how they talk about their spouse, partner, past partners. And then we'll finish off by talking about a couple of practical ways to find some balance amongst the imbalance, some tools, some hacks, if you will, but more importantly, some practical applications we use. So let's get started. If you have any questions throughout this podcast or any other, I would love if you would write them down to share them with me, uh, get back to me with those specific questions about you, your world, and your stories. Uh, that means the world to me. So email me. It's dennis at com. I'd love to know where balance works or doesn't work for you. One of the things that I think gets chased with a um, a bit of a false reality to it is the whole notion of work-life balance, that we can achieve it. You know, that we can get up every day and end every day with this sense of ah uh, you know or or this sense of accomplishment, say that as calmly as I possibly can, versus understanding the reality that if we are truly passionate, excited, and succeeding at a few key areas and ambitious about other areas, there's likely going to be some sacrifice because Commitment is sacrifice. If we are full out committed to achieving and succeeding in something, then the reality is something else close to that is likely going to need to be sacrificed. The difference between my priorities and my goals are reflected in how I go after each day. My days, my weeks, and my months are based off of priorities. And I was speaking recently at a really exciting event for a room full of soon to be graduating university students. And I took some questions at the end about the topic of mentorship, primarily, is what I spoke on, and uh, the importance that mentors that I have had and continue to have, and more importantly, continue to always be seeking out, have had in my life. And I was speaking about the power of mentorship and the power of um, influence. And somebody at the end said, Dennis, you know, amongst many questions, can you talk about your goals and goal setting? And the answer I gave that night isn't an answer I'll ever give again because it was one of the most, um, at the time, seemingly inauthentic answers I've ever given about that question. Because the next day or that night, I reflected on it, and the answer I gave was around, you know, my high-level legacy-building targets in life—the ones that seem so outrageous and and uh, and big that. I'm not even sure some days uh, how far away those might be. And I fortunately connected with the student that asked me that question. And I would answer that question, I will answer that question right now to you as a listener and to him the same way I did, which was, our goals have to revolve around our priorities. And our priorities are a reflection of the things that we're going after this week and this day. And for some of us at different points in life, that could be, you know, as important as paying our rent or paying a bill on our credit card or a car payment, which I have had those goals, those priorities, those very urgent items at different points in my life. So understanding that somebody else's goals or methods of going after goals are somewhat, or for the most part, irrelevant if you compare them to your priorities. So understanding how our priorities the things that we are passionate about and pressed by today are the things we need to go after. You know, whether it's, it's um, priorities our bosses have given us, you know, tasks that we have to accomplish, meetings we need to attend, family events that we have to go after, um, personal development objectives like hitting the gym every day because we care about that or because we've been given doctor's orders, being crystal clear on priorities, but it doesn't happen by accident. I think there are some really practical ways that we can journal and meditate and reflect and ask others for feedback on priorities, write those priorities down, and then set our daily tasks, to-dos, goals, meetings around those priorities. We'll come back to that. You see, because the lessons that get taught by mentors and big dreamers and, and big influencers are often around you know, where they're currently at and they talk about the success they've built and the dreams that they're achieving and that they're going after. And I've always been a uh, student of the pain and the struggle. I'll often ask those you know, big accomplished people or big dreamers or big success stories to tell me about the pain. And as I look at this note, I took the event as recent as two nights ago it was about a family business presenting and sponsoring an event and talking about their, you know, billion dollar company and, and how their family handles today's wealth and their philanthropy. And I got up and the question I couldn't help but ask was, tell me about the pain. Tell me about the brokenness. Tell me about the struggle along the way. And that led to them talking about mental illness and the struggles that have come with that for their family and why that is a part of where they do give in terms of their charitable giving. So we need to know, and I am always aware and always looking for the reality of how people are dealing with the pain or have in the past. You know, a simple one is people often talk that the great leaders in the world that I've studied get eight hours of sleep. Well, I think getting eight hours of sleep when you are in that place of having achieved and sacrificed and been broken, it's probably more likely. But along the way, there are periods of time like this period of my life where eight hours of sleep is just not possible given the priorities, the goals, and the pressing needs that I have. It's about the context of where an individual is at that matters more than the spot they are at in terms of what their public image is. Priorities change, goals change, life changes, and we need to change with it. And I would say that as we change our focus, as we change the things we're putting into our brain, our body, and our routine, I think one thing we need to always be doing is establishing routines that I am probably most focused on every day is my morning routine this period of time here where I can reflect, I can journal, I can share, I can have influence, I can set my day, I can, I can close my eyes for a few minutes and try and gain some more energy if I really lack sleep the night before. But having a routine... And I've called it the ABC routine. And in real estate or in sales, the motto used to be always be closing, which you should be. If you're listening to this as a salesperson and you're not closing sales, then you should stop listening to this. If you are pressing needs are bills and mortgages and government and debt, you need to stop listening to everything and go out and meet people and sell your product. Shake hands, get involved, always be closing. But I think the underlying premise to me that matters most is I call it ABC, which is always be checking in with myself. You see, because if I'm checking in with myself daily and asking myself three simple questions that come out of one of the tools I'll share with you at the end, uh, the five minute journal is, what worked about yesterday and what didn't work? What am I excited about today? And what am I worried about today? And then what are my priorities for today? Always be checking in with yourself. Because the variable that you can't change in real estate that's going to make you, and I just wanna say make you, not break you if you're aware of it, but make you if you're aware of it, is responsiveness. Now I've shared this time and time again because it is at this point in life the thing that matters so much to our group, our team, it's our core value, it is what drives my DNA, it's my thing. I have joked at times and said it's my drug you know it's the place I find the most excitement and the most fulfillment responsiveness think about that word for a minute ask yourself what does responsiveness mean to you and I say because my sense of responsiveness is the obvious one how quick how quick do we get back to prospects how quick do we respond to each other how quick do I respond to my team But responsiveness in real estate and residential sales is what people expect and it's what gets us results. But it's not just how quick, it's also how deep. How deep do we prepare and analyze and assess and report and prepare and strategize and communicate? How deep do we care for a client meeting? How many hours did we put into the preparation to make sure that when we called them back quicker than anybody else, sent a text message, sent a follow-up, sent an introductory package, How well did you prepare that material? How deep did you go to know them? Look them up online. Understand who they are before the meeting. Their situation, their past, their roles, their public image, their social profiles. Responsiveness is everything. And I get excited about that because it's the reality in real estate. And it is what will cause you the most doubt at times because the second piece to responsiveness is The hours we have in real estate are some of the most free hours you could have in any industry. Meaning, there's no real clock ticking, there's no punch card, and there's often not a boss or a manager. Unless you're on a team or within a very proactive brokerage. And if you don't use your hours wisely, then you're wasting those hours. And the reality that we're talking about, you know, the work-life balance and I'm pushing responsiveness and saying that by reacting quick and always being on and always being connected and sleeping with your phone, you know, or very close to you and having it off for those few short hours of REM sleep is what's going to make you the realization that you need to be able and we need to be able to prioritize the areas outside of our work. And I'll pause here to say the areas around our work, the priorities that don't necessarily scream work, although My personal time is my first priority every day. And then my work time is my second. My family comes third. Because if those first two aren't being checked in on and accomplished on, then I feel personally like I'm failing. And I don't prescribe that order of importance. I just share it with you as a glimpse into my world. I have four key priorities that have not changed for quite a while. And they revolve around the most important areas of my life, the most pressing areas of my life, and how I set my day. I'll share those with you. Number one, my first priority, and I highly suggest this is probably the most important priority for everybody that a lot of people I know neglect, and that's their personal time. For me, that is somewhere between 4.45 and 7 a.m. I love that window of time to do what I'm doing now, which is realize the things I care about, that I need to accomplish and do, um, and organize my day to go after those. Normally, I don't go into the gym, which is a, a very important priority personally, until about 9 a.m. Today I'm going in early because the rest of the day has been shifted on me for a couple other events that I have attended. Um, personal time is my most important priority. Second most important priority is my team, my business. After my personal time is done, I set my team in action. I journal, I send emails, I ask questions, I set meetings, I do follow-up, and I make sure that our team and our business has momentum for the day and everybody has somewhere closer to the future and the goals we have to go after and achieve rather than just waiting idly. Third, and of course, in all things equal, the thing I care about the most, which is my family. But there's a lot in that area. That's my mom, that's my wife, that's my kids, that's my you know, uh, distant family members, that's my brother, that's my employees, that are some family members. And I set priorities around them and how I'm going to fit in the, uh, the most easy staple of my time, which is dinner at home every day and or some other meeting with my mom or a family member to make sure my family priorities are accomplished. And last but not least, I want to make sure that it's fun. Because if each of those areas that I'm going after don't have some fun involved and something that makes me smile like I am right now thinking about today's event, um, then I think at the end of the week and the month and the year, I'm going to burn out. So if I'm having fun chasing those five priorities and if we all have fun and make our events uh, that we go after, our team meetings, my personal time in the morning, you know, and I find ways, we find ways to make those fun, I think they are far more sustainable. I'll wrap up by talking about um, the tools I recommend in these areas, I'd say check them out. They may or may not work for you. These are the best of the best that I've dialed into at this stage in my life. The first is audible.com. I have a subscription to Audible. I have no connection to this company. I don't endorse them for any other reason than I believe in them for 15 plus years. A monthly subscription, I get two audiobooks. I have hundreds of books in there. And as I'm doing my two hours in the morning, I almost always have a book playing in the background. The five minute journal, I recommended that already. Check it out. You can order it online. It's the way that I try to end each day, but I for sure start each day by filling in the one page in that, which causes me to reflect on what worked, what didn't work yesterday, uh, what I'm excited about today, what I'm worried about today, and then the areas I'm going to go after. 5-Minute Journal. Last resource I'll recommend today is uh, Grant Cardone. That guy's amazing. Love him. Love lots about him. Little edgy, little risky, little, little, uh, little rough, but that's what I love. And uh, his one resource for sure is called The 10X Rule. And it talks about essentially what I'm believing at this stage in life and sharing with you. And thank you for participating. The 10X Rule states that the real balance to life is being insatiably, insatiably fascinated and curious and hungry for a few key things and going after each of those things with as much excitement and exuberance and passion and energy and lack of sleep as possible because we believe in them. Get clear on what you believe in, the priorities that you're passionate about. Do your best to go after them equally, but realize that there will be times that ebbs and flows. Some will get more than others. Uh, on certain days but at the end of the day if you've made them all clear and you've gone after them all i think you'll sleep a whole lot better if you have any questions or comments please let me know please share this that means a ton to me and if i can help you directly i definitely will it's dennis at plinz p-l-i-n-t-z dot thanks for stopping by and i wish you all the imbalance you could possibly have to achieve your priorities and your goals